Welcome to the Ready Eddy Podcast, where we help you discover innovative startups in the outdoor sport industry. Join us as we tell the story of brands who are paving the way for the future of outdoor sports. And here's your host, Josh Salvo. Hey, Ready Eddy Podcast listeners. Do you love skiing, snowboarding, climbing, hiking, camping, surfing, kayaking, or mountain biking? know that there are thousands of new outdoor sports startups launching each year with incredible stories and products that are revolutionizing their sports. At Ready Yeti, we are a community of outdoor sport enthusiasts that love discovering new brands and supporting the ones that make innovative, quality products and that have a drive to give back. At ReadyEddy.com, we give away products every two weeks from your soon-to-be favorite outdoor sports startups. Check out ReadyEddy.com and become a part of our daily growing outdoor sports community and be among the first to discover tomorrow's outdoor sport brands. What is going on, Ready Eddy Podcast listeners? Josh Salvo here, your host on today's episode of the Ready Eddy Podcast. I'm sitting down with Dan Redlinger, the co-founder of Jumper Threads. If you're not familiar with them, uh, they recently launched a Kickstarter and successfully funded for their Jumper sweatpants. Um, they raised over $130,000 on Kickstarter, which is pretty awesome. They are taking a new look at functional wear. They make some undershirts and um, their jumper sweatpants, which are pretty revolutionary um, in a lot of the functionality and aspects of uh, what they offer for the more active individual. Um, with that, Dan, I want to thank you for taking the time to chat with me. Yeah, Josh, so good to be with you. Awesome. So right off the bat, for the listener that may not be familiar with uh, Jumper Threads, could you sort of give a quick overview of who you guys are and what you offer and how you're different? Yeah, um, Jumper, we are a um, direct-to-consumer um, native online brand. Um, we um, basically sit at the intersection of um, basic products, undershirts, underwear, socks, and um and um, athleisure, like active wear. And um, we founded the company, well, we, we launched our company in 2015 in November. And it was basically um, kind of that classic story. I was, at the, I was at the gym working out, and my wife works out in the morning. We have two young kids. And um, so, you know, I have to work out at lunch. And I'm, um, you know, an office job in finance and wear a button-down shirt. So, you know, take a shower, you still sweat a little bit after your workout, and that's a no-no. So you have to wear an undershirt. And I was in the locker room looking at um, at this undershirt, and I, it kind of dawned on me. It's like, it, first of all, it looked like it was never going to fit me. It looked too short. It shrunk <laughs> so bad. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm sure you've been there. Everyone knows what it's talked about. And so I just thought to myself, I was like looking at it and, um, you know, it's dawned on me. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm basically wearing the same undershirts my mom bought me, <laughs> you know, like, so, and I was also like, just got done wearing, you know, a Nike dry fit shirt. I'm like, how come this thing doesn't shrink? And, and I thought to myself, where is the innovation in undershirts? I mean, just a simple kind of thing that we just kind of deal with. And, and so I I went back to my office and it was kind of burning in me and I um, started getting online and I was like, okay, looking for good undershirts, like premium undershirts and, and found there was some companies out there making undershirts out of uh, different type of materials that were softer to the touch, that were more breathable, that would hold their shape. And 
you know, a range from kind of like a bamboo viscous to a modal fabric, which is, you know, what our undershirt's made out of, which is a, a beech tree um, fabric. It's really light, breathable, um, and incredibly soft. So, so I said, okay, well, I've never heard of these. You know, I've been around for a while, and, you know, I ordered, uh, a, uh, you know, as many as I could find. And then I, I thought to myself, well, there's got to be some retail options. Maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just not seeing it. I haven't seen it. So I went to, I went to Macy's, Dillard's, I went, you know, Men's Warehouse, all these different stores, and I noticed it. It wasn't. It didn't matter what brand you were looking at, um, like a Calvin Klein or a Tommy Hilfiger or Hanes or Fruit Loom. It was just 100% box cotton, 100% comb cotton, basically the same stuff. No matter what it is. We have been, you know, we're all buying the same stuff from these department stores, and and I was like, wow, there's really no, you know, good undershirt presence in retail. And then I finally kind of made my way to um, Nordstrom, and I I came across this display of this this company called Tommy John, who has, you know, these undershirts that they have made, you know, out of a micromodal fabric and. And I'm like looking at it and the lady comes over and she's saying, oh, yeah, you know, like there's guys rave about this and there's chat rooms and would you believe it and blah, blah, you should buy it. And it was thirty eight dollars for one shirt. And I just (laughs) thought to myself, I was like, this is not right, but I'll I'll take it. So I bought it and I started talking to Andy, who's my brother-in-law, who started a a premium uh, ski wear apparel company 10 years ago and has been in kind of apparel manufacturing for that long. And I, um, you know, I, I kind of said, Hey, you know, I'm thinking about doing this, like this is, you know, there's some players kind of fumbling around in the space, but, uh, there might be some sort of opportunity here. Like, can we do this for fun? You know? And he's like, yeah, this sounds like a great idea. And, um, so that was early 2015. And, and basically we, we, we started, um, that, you know, that year, the entire year, basically kind of, um, get, getting different types of fabric, testing what the blend and what the weight and what color we want, you know, what version of white, you know, we yeah. wanted, uh, and, you know, kind of the design, the, you know, the trim and, and figuring out on, on the other side of the business side, what's, what, what are we going to call it? We went through a million bad names and, um, <laughs> You know, it's kind of that classic story, and then so by the end of, uh, by the end of, um, you know, 2015 uh, in November, we launched um, Jumper, and if we were taking pre-sales for, uh, for our product, which we knew was on the, on its way. You know, we already had uh, started production run, and you know, it was supposed to get there in December, and we already. Our first production run, we found out how di- I found out personally, learning a whole new world, how difficult uh, like manufacturing is, and like there's just you know t- timelines are just estimates, you know, yeah. <laughs> so like no one really sticks to anything, and it gets super frustrating. But um, yeah, so we launched um, um, in December of the previous year. And we just basically say 2016 was our first year. So we did our first year in business. I started as, you know, an under, undershirt company and was kind of the goal to kind of figure out, hey, you know, what what are we going to do? You know, like, what's the next product going to be? And 
you know, that's, that's kind of how we ended up. So that's a great story. So with your background, obviously as a consumer, you sort of walk through the journey of how like you, you found the problem, realized there weren't that many great solutions. And the one solution that you did find was rather pricey, but what, What's your background necessarily in, um, I, I guess, do you have a background in the manufacturing world or um, in general anything related to apparel? No, man, I'm learning I'm learning in a whole new world. <laughs> so this is, <laughs> I, um, uh, I've been in finance for, um, I have a consulting company, I'm part, you know, so I've, I've been a self-employed person for, the last 13 years so i understand that side of it but i knew nothing about um creating a physical product (laughs) you know apparel other than like hey i know hey this fabric like feels really good you know and like i would rather have this than that so other than personal opinion no zero experience but that's where andy kind of came in so he has all of that experience um not necessarily in this same kind of knit you think like with the undershirts, it's like, you know, you all a white sh- undershirt should be super simple, but it's actually a pretty technically made product. Um, you know, from milling a very kind of, um, sensitive, delicate mode out, um, textile. Um, and with like, um, 5% lycra, which gives it stretch and form fitting. And so you've got, you know, it gets pretty technical because, you know, where, where you sew it is one size and then, you know, cause, so anyway, he's got he's 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 had some learning curve on it too, um, but you know at least he's got a lot of apparel experience. That's interesting. So, what is uh, you mentioned that you you have another business that you run? Um, what is sort of the the dynamic that you have in your day to day? Are you running your your consulting business mostly, and this is sort of a, a burning the midnight oil kind of a thing? Are you working pretty closely with Andy? How, do, how does that all that work? Yeah, I mean, so we're both kind of running um, other businesses and um, with, you know, just kind of this burning kind of passion for Jumper. And so um, right now I'm doing both. I got you know, a bunch of balls in the air and sometimes I have a real glazed look on my face. And, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so it's just the way it is today. You know, it's just the way it is for now so that's really interesting so did, did you grow up in the cincinnati area what what sort of uh, got you to where you are now i guess yeah so um i am a cincinnati native grew up here um i after high school i joined the army and that's part of the jumper story we were i was uh, um in the 82nd airborne we were paratroopers and re- i was ranger qualified so you know, I wanted a bad, you know, we were bad iteration after bad iteration on the name. And I was like, oh, yeah, why don't we call it Jumper? Because that's what they used to, you know, we used to call ourselves and they'd call us when, you know, jumping out of planes. So, and that's been really fun because it's just uh, inherently it's like, oh, the equipment, you know, you trust your gear more, kind of like your 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 basic equipment kind of, um, you know, is what we're making. You know, we're making basic products better. And, um, so we've got some inherent fun there. And then from a, like a marketing branding kind of community standpoint, we've already, we've, we've been able to communicate really well with skydivers who've really taken, uh, parkour people and, um, all kinds of crazy athletes from American Ninja Warriors and, you know, just people that are like 
to doing badass stuff and jumping around and taking taking the, themselves to extremes and you know we, we we feed them product and that helps kind of show like you know like a fun side because you know from a branding standpoint like you know we've, in in this space in this kind of basic space we've got you know really old kind of stale you know overlord companies that have been in, you know <laughs> that have been making our our basic clothes forever and then we've got some new newer stuff semi new kind of older but newer and they all most of them kind of blend in as kind of like uh, you know kind of like the guy kind of like laying on his bed with some coffee or maybe a scotch, you know, and like some girl in the background, you know, that's their imaging. Yeah. So it's like, it's kind of swarmy and it's like, Oh, well, you know, like, so we want to, you know, we've been able to, um, you know, stake our brand positioning more like with adventurers and people that, um, go out there and just do stuff, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, and like, yeah. and whether you're laying on the couch or you're, you know, climbing a mountain or, you know, jumping out of a plane, you know, these, these products are, are for you. So that's awesome. So when you, when you got this started off the ground, did you self fund the entire, the entire business or are you, did you raise any capital outside of the Kickstarter, I guess? Yeah, I just, I've bootstrapped it entirely to this point. That's awesome. So, um, for you in the terms of running the business and I guess, um, R and D and developing the product. How did you? I guess specifically with like the jumper uh, sweatpants, and I guess you can explain sort of how they're different um, for the listener that may not have seen the Kickstarter project. But how did you go about uh, prototyping it and getting it to the point where you're you were completely satisfied with um, what you guys were offering? We were just kind of figuring out what is next from a product standpoint. We had one product, and it was the undershirt. Well, we we had a V-neck, and then we moved to a crew neck. And then so it was like, well, what are we going to do next? And, um, you know, we thought for some reason a sweatpants would be a fun project project because there are, no one's really kind of done them, like, really kind of really good, you know. So we decided, hey, we can we, – we're telling – like, we're telling a, a – jumpers about telling a fabric story um which is function we want our our products to be very very functional um we want them to feel great so we want to use uh different materials like a modal or like a premium french terry which is you know where our sweatpants are made out of um we want them to be breathable um the the jogger sweatpants that we call them the jump pants have like ventilations in the crotch and and the pocket bags um, are zippered, but it's a mesh fabric, very soft mesh fabric in there. So you get some airflow through the pockets and through the crotch if you want. You can zip that all up too. Um, and then our, our our fourth thing is is stretch. So we added, you know, a good amount of stretch into the this French terry, um, which. Um, you know, makes them just that much more comfortable. So, and then we took some other ideas, like we've made a reflective, uh, you know, drawstring cord, and we um, we put we bulk washed them with um, a product called Nick Wax, which is um, an eco-friendly um, water uh, repellency and stain repellency product. It's water-based, and um, so you can you know, if you spill a little water on it, it just bubbles up. You can just wipe them right off. Um, 
and we we actually included an extra pack of that in the jump pants packaging um and then we we have an rfid tag on it um in our woven label which at the time we were designing we were thinking the iphone 7 was coming out and they were going to unlock something called nfc mm, which yeah. is like the 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 apple pay but they didn't so it only works on like an android phone but if you just pop on it i'll take you to like a members page on our on our website and like we run our like instagram account there and we're going to run like different discount codes and, and special promotions and stuff like that it's a kind of building an early stage platform that's trying to figure out like what we're going to do with it um or we're, we're really kind of early on that um rfid thing as far as being being into made into closing clothing so that's really interesting. So, uh, in running the, um, I guess creating the product, obviously that's one aspect of it and prototyping it and then making the decision to run a Kickstarter. Um, you guys were incredibly successful in raising over $130,000. What did you guys do? Like, how did you put together a strategy, um, that really helped you to hit that goal and then obviously really exceed it? Um, yeah, there's some resources out there. Um, uh, I read um, Russell Brunson's dot com secrets, and um, he's got you know to some degree uh, you know a, a map you know <laughs> for you to like. Uh, and I and so like I just sat in it for a while, like okay, you know if we're gonna run this, like what are we gonna do? And we had delays too, by the way, in like our prototyping, so I kept on like kept on it was like frustrating but it was like man every delay turned out like better because it was like oh i had so much more time to think about this and like run this and um like you know i've kind of i kind of mapped out um a plan and used some of the resources that i found and so we had um you know the biggest success point i think was the early funding um we started um uh, campaign, basically a Facebook advertising campaign where we were talking about um, the, the the sweatpants, and we were inviting people to leave their email addresses, and we tell them more about it, and and also if they were help us spread the word that they would get free, you know, a free product. Um, and so we were collecting all these email addresses, and then we we're sending them through, kind of like it was it's called a soap opera series of emails where you kind of drip campaign. You're like, yeah, you tell them one thing and, you know, just keep keep people involved. And a lot of people were like, hey, man, I'm super excited about these. So, and, you know, and by the time you get to the point where you're launching, you know, your launch date, you're like, all right, guys, you know, like, here we go. <laughs> like, it's it's happening at 11, we're going live. And then, you know, you just uh, go live and you just walk away from your computer and like, <laughs> take a walk around the neighborhood and be like, man, I hope we don't flop. Yeah. <laughs> but we did well. We funded like super fast. I mean, it was 36 hours. We were well over our $20,000 goal. And then we just um, kept cranking away with, um, you know, marketing. And, um, you know, once you, once in, in a crowdfunding space, I, you, I know you've done a lot of these interviews, but once you get to your, they, they, it's it's funny people won't fund you until you're funded so like once you get past your goal people are like oh yeah you know <laughs> <So>. <laughs> they take it seriously yeah, yeah yeah so 
we had good pro- i think we had a really good product um uh, we had a good video um which we're just blessed with a lot of talent from um kind of like the friends we've made in the instagram world and out there that kind of reached reach out to us and we had just we made a really fun video and then we had uh, our products lined up in a way where they were kind of lower risk you know the early bird sweatpants 68 dollars that's a super good deal <laughs> like yeah the nike ones that were not even comparable were are like 98 bucks you know so it's like you know you get a great product um at a great deal and you know we had we had you know we had a lot of fun doing it so we're actually going to do it again we've got a plan and um place to uh, try and do it again we've got like this thing prototyping with uh with a world-class designer um she's making our action jacket we're making an action jacket which is like a running um you know outdoor hiking kind of everything jacket super lightweight and breathable um we've got uh different cinch points on it which is you know it's just gonna be fun so oh that's a blast when do you guys think you're gonna be able to get that out so we're thinking um, at the end of summer we're gonna do a Kickstarter um, campaign on that, which will probably be our last like Kickstarter project. We're, yeah, you know, we're we're still kind of a baby company. You know, we're just what 15 months old, so it's you know we kind of get away with it one more time. Yeah. Kickstarter is great for us because we don't have to like throw out all this money in production and just like you know hope everything sells. You know or so we can obviously gauge, you know, it's basically a pre-sale, you know, type yeah. the, the way we're using it. So it's like, hey, we'll give you a great deal on this, you know, awesome jacket, you know, just help us kind of fund it. So um, and then we can really kind of quantify demand. So we're not guessing. Yeah, it's definitely it's the safest way to do it. Um, what would you say, I, I guess, along this journey? you've um come a long way obviously from the inception of when you had the idea when you're going around those different stores and seeing what the options were for undershirts to where you are now running a very successful cam- uh, kickstarter campaign and then now working on a, on another one um throughout this journey did you have any mentors that really helped you get from point a to where you are now yeah, I mean, um, like influencers and like um, mentors. I mean, no one public. Like, you know, if I um, like, unless I know you personally, I don't really think he's like a mentor. You know, so yeah, yeah. But you know, it's like you know Gary V. Like people, you know, watch people, you know, on the like, you know, gurus or whatever. But you know, unless I know you, but I, I'm blessed to have uh, friends in branding, have a brilliant wife, uh, uh, Andy, who's my partner, who's been an apparel mentor. Um, you know, so we have, I've just been lucky to have a lot of resources around me. Um, but I don't have, you know, one, you know, one person that I go to and, and, um, you know, get, get advice i get advice from a lot of people yeah for sure so is there anything in particular i guess along your journey and it it could be pre-jumper that you feel like was a really pivotal thing or something that just really someone who really came through with you and helping you in something that you've never done before that you're like wow without that person i would have totally been screwed (laughs) 
Right. Um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, my my partner Andy has has made some uh, choices. Um, we got lucky with um, you know um, pe- people that have helped us. Um, you know, in a way, like you, know, you, my my wife figured out like the packaging for the hunter shirts, and it's like, oh wow, that's brilliant. You know, and then just little things that help all all along the way. Um, I don't know if I can really identify like one spot where it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I totally know what you mean. So in the in the process of um, creating your product and obviously manufacturing, you you, you mentioned a few little. Um, hangups where like it's never done when they when they tell you it'll be done like a project uh, the predicted uh, cycle or delivery date is usually more of a guideline than anything but <laughs> I guess my question is um, when you were picking manufacturing did you um, have sustainability um, in mind and how have you what is there anything that you've been able to do that has helped you sort of keep a an eye on making sure that um, the products that you're making um, align with sort of your uh, your own personal um, beliefs with that, right? Well, um, right now we are um, we're using a factory in China to um, make um, make our products. One that Andy uses on his um, ski wear. So, um, and that was because like we we sent it out to a bunch and they came back with the best. You know, so. And I've been over there twice now, traveled over there twice, which is a nightmare traveling experience. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, so, like, uh, just making sure that we're, like, in a factory that is run by good people and um, the standards there are completely acceptable. And they are, you know, and it's, it's the people are happy to be working there. If that's what we're talking about is sustained manufacturing. Yeah. Um, you know, and we make our hats in LA and, you know, we make, um, we've got other things that we're working in, in Indonesia. We're, we're looking for the highest quality, um, for our customers at, 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 at a reasonable price. So, um, you know, wherever that road takes us is, is where we're going. And we have a commitment as far as our manufacturing that, you know, it's to, to the standard that, you know, we, we require anybody else would require So. Of course, of course. What would you say has been one of the hardest parts about starting and building Jumper? Uh, just kind of sorting out what's like what's real and what's not. You get a lot of opportunities that are kind of snake oilish, you know. And you're like, oh yeah, you know, um, I'm buying a hundred thousand impressions or something like that. And you're like, you you want to. It was just like the the boat theory, like the best day of your life. You buy the boat, the best day you get rid of it. So yeah, it's yeah. like so expensive. It's like marketing. <laughs> there is no end to like what people will sell you in marketing, you know. And it's like, you know, it's just some of it's just is garbage, you know. So it's um like just trying to figure out, like trying to sort. This is a whole new world for me. Marketing in this way, building products and, and physical products. It's been a joy. It's been an absolute joy. But it's been, um, you know, there's some cautionary tales along the way. So, oh yeah, without a doubt, I totally understand that. Um, what would you say is your greatest fear in regards to jumper, and how do you manage it? Well, that's a good question. Um, we, you know, being basically an online brand, and even Kickstarter is just, you know, um, kind of uh, 
exaggerates it. You know, you have you have to create a balance. People aren't walking into your online store to try on your product. And, right. Yeah. You know, if they go to a physical store and they're like, "Oh, these I heard these shirts are great," or these stocks are great and they go touch them and feel them. They're like, yeah, these are great. I'm going to take them. Right. Right. And, um, right now we sell, um, we're going to be soon selling socks and jump aware, which is our underwear line. We have to tell, we have to communicate with, with our consumers that like, Hey, we've got a better product. We've built a better one. It feels better. It's you're, you're gonna really, really like it. And, um, and same with Kickstarter, we made this crazy video and like, you know, these, these sweatpants. And so, and we got to sell them. Right. And, but at the same time, and because we got to show people they're different at the same time, we, we want to deliver on that experience. And if someone's like, yeah, you know, I, maybe the shirt's a little too tight or something else, you know, we want to, my biggest fear is like, I want to, I want to, I, I want our customers to really like our products. I don't want to oversell them and I don't want to like, but, and I want to tell them all, all about them because they can't, you know, touch them and feel them. So we've got this challenge of like, yeah, you know, uh, this is try this undershirt on, wear it, you know, for a day or wear the sweatpants chilling at the house. And, you know, they don't get that opportunity. We're not, you know, we're an online retailer and, and, you know, every online brand suffers that same kind of, crisis what they try to figure out um you know but so for me for us i i stay awake worrying or uh concerned that i'm delivering the customer experience um that that we should be and um if there's any kind of customer engagement i want to i want to i don't want to miss that opportunity i want to uh make any um any customer uh, contact an opportunity for jumper to help us grow. We're super small and kind of a fragile little, you know, entity. So, yeah. So what are, what are some of the things that you feel you've done that have helped you overcome that disadvantage of not having the foot traffic of a brick and mortar store where, you know, if you don't do any advertising, literally no one is going to show up on your, at your website. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, well, we've, we've we've done a really good job i think with our our social marketing and honestly we've taken we've just taken on time you know and it seems like compressed because as you know we've we've built a brand where we've got you know like 30,000 instagram followers and um you know a bunch of facebook followers and you know we're we're out there, but we're taking our time. Like we're being very careful. We're not rolling out garbage products. We're not like screen printing on shirts and calling it jumper stuff. You know, we're trying, we're taking our time to build a community and, um, you know, build a, a focus on our brand, brand story on our product store, which is, you know, function, feel, breathable stretch. So we want to stay focused on that and kind of tune out the other noise and so far so far so good so yeah that's great i think that's really smart um what would you say are some of the biggest mistakes that you've made i know you touched a little bit on some marketing things that weren't quite as obvious in the beginning as they are now but i'd love for you to share sort of some of um some of the mistakes that you've made along the way yeah i mean how much time do you have (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) 
So um, some of those mistakes have turned into like opportunities where we didn't get, um, we've just taken too long to do stuff and we've missed our own kind of objectives and, and timelines. And um, those actually, you know, have, have turned into opportunities, uh, you know, which is good. Um, we had a production run that was really costly lately. Um, we've kind of fast tracked it. Well, we didn't fast track it, but we were late ordering it. Um, and we ordered in September to like hit for, um, this December. And we were promised by the factory. They had to remake, um, the, you know, the color wasn't right the first time. And so they had to like do it all or mill the mill our fabric all over again. And then, um, remake the product and then they they sent them and we didn't have we kind of rushed through the quality of them and took took just took the order and when it got here cincinnati i'm like looking at these shirts and about 70 percent of our production order which is a it was a pretty substantial production order was just it was one size too small so like oh, yikes. yeah so it was a costly mistake and and right now we're st- we're like almost out of inventory and in our two different channels, which is Amazon and you know our online store. We're just we're almost out of inventory, and you know we don't we don't get resupplied until the end of April. So it's been kind of that that was a <laughs> frustrating challenge. So and a mistake on 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 my part, and um, you know I should have got our pre-production post-production samples and never had them shift. <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, set us back and lesson learned. And now we've got, you know, a, lot, a whole lot of different standards and protocols in place that, um, that, um, you know, is going to help us avoid this in the future. Yeah, no, I think you bring up a really good point on the production aspect. A lot of people who don't have manufacturing businesses, they don't realize that you sort of guess, <laughs> <laughs> on inventory yeah. and you're like well i hope it lasts and i also hope that we don't have too much left over <laughs> right yeah, exactly. right because there's a certain lead time into it where you're just sort of and especially in the beginning when you really have no data to make that guess off of you're just sort of like well i think this will work <laughs> totally yeah yeah, yeah I, I honestly <laughs> I, I didn't realize that until after like a, a few interviews with some manufacturers and they sort of explained that to me and I'm like, Oh yeah, that's crazy. Just even the thought of, you know, um, doing a ton of marketing, getting a ton of eyes on your website and then you sell out and you've got a crap ton of traffic, which is, I guess a good problem to have, but also like crap. I don't, I, it's like four months until the next order shows up. <laughs> it's like, I right. Yeah. I couldn't even imagine. Yeah, you go to our website, you'll see sold out on like all of our Kronex are gone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Any medium shirt. So it's just like, golly, you know, and then you're just hoping, you know, that the customers will stay with you, you know, that they won't just be like, oh, yeah, they don't ever have their own products. <laughs> yeah. It's, I think it brings up a good, you bring up a good point earlier where you're saying you've got to uh, cultivate that community and that trust and constantly communicate with them so that they obviously understand where you're coming from. Because in any business, especially in the early stages, there's going to be hiccups and slowdowns and lags of some kind that are going to throw you off. Nothing's perfect. Um, so what I want to ask you, what advice would you give to someone that wanted to start a business 
whether it's in the apparel world or just a, a business in general? Um, for me, uh, I would tell them to, uh, be prudent and patient. So, um, really kind of, and it's maybe a no brainer. I don't know, but you know, like if you're going to start something, sit in it for a while, like, you know, don't sit in it too long where it leaves you, you know, like someone else does it, you know, there's a time to take action. But, like, really thoroughly, like, think it through, you know. Um, I've just, because, you know, this is, um, I'm paying attention to other businesses that have started. And, and some I see, like, have done it brilliantly. And some it's like, man, did you guys really think that out? You, you know, it's like, that was, like, kind of obvious, right? You know? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, or even the in unintended consequences, too, which, um, like, you know, we started Jumper, and now we've got this thing that we're we have to like carry through with it because it's become you know it's 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 a thing you know and it's like oh crap <laughs> you know what I mean like now we got employees and we're looking to get more and we've got you know a time commitment and like oh I've got all this money invested and like you know we'll probably take our capital at some point it's like wow this is this is serious, you know, yes. <laughs> like I already had a job. So, <laughs> you know, so, you know, just kind of like figuring out like all the ins and outs of like what you're doing and, and planning, but, and, but you'll never be perfect. Like you'll never have it all figured out. You're never going to have your product all figured out. That's going to, that, that'll figure out itself too, you know, as you kind of, um, and even your brand will figure out yourself, you know, people, it'll start morphing and pivoting and you're like, Oh wow. You know, we're here. I like that. You know, that's not where I plan, but this is, you know, or maybe the other way where you're like, Oh crap. (laughs) I didn't mean to do that. (laughs) So that's very interesting. So I, you bring up a few points that I want to ask you about, uh, the fact that like, obviously jumper is like, you're saying a full commitment. Now you have, um, people who are depending upon you and you've collected orders on a Kickstarter. So, how do you manage running your consulting business jumper and then you have a family, you have two little kids. Like I can't even imagine how, like I'm busy and I run a business, but I don't, I don't have kids yet. (laughs) I couldn't even imagine like how difficult it must be to keep all of the, all the, all the things in the air. Yeah. Um, yeah, those kids are game changers, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah. And maybe they've been like, they, they, you know, are not the benefits of it sometimes because my mind just goes and races and it's just like constantly thinking and switching back and, you know, so, but I, I'm fortunate to have this, um, consulting business, regular income and, um, also the flexibility that comes with that. So I can kind of, it scales up and down as far as my time needs. And it's been really, really high lately. Um, but in the next, it looks like in the next, you know, few weeks, month, it's going to be low and we're actually, we should be delivering our, our jump pants to our Kickstarter backers within the next, you know, few days, week, you know, um, so that's going to be good, you know, good, that good timing, but, you know, just to answer your question, it's just like, I, I'm just, it's happening, you know, <laughs> it is, so it is what it is. So yeah, maybe not as effectively as possible. I think, you know, there's, um, different, definitely things on both sides that I could be doing a lot, lot more, and um, 
and I should be, but I've, you know, it's only so many hours in the day. So, of course, of course. So you've mentioned earlier, uh, about some things that you've got in the pipeline with the jacket and the Kickstarter project, but I wanted to ask, um, where do you see jumper going in the next year, five years, 10 years down the, down the line? Yeah, so 2017 plan, we're going to roll out um, socks. We've got, we're in prototypes right now for um, some just fantastic socks, which are a kind of um, uh, combination of uh, like, a you know, how an athlete sock has, you know, your most comfortable socks are, you wear with your most comfortable shoes, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. and then your least comfortable socks you wear with your least comfortable shoes, so we're Frankensteining together kind of a, um, um, uh, sock where we've got, um, like for each tear, depending on heel and the toe, um, area. So like kind of that cushioning and some compression in the middle. So it's kind of like built like an athletic sock. And then, but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's made out of nylon and very nice material and looks like a dress sock. So, um, it's going to, either be called the dress lead sock or like the one five Oh five. We're working on that. So that's going to be rolled out. Um, some point this year we've got jumper wear underwear. Um, and then we've got, um, maybe a hoodie or like a Henley, like some stuff that we're going to try and get going for Christmas. And then this action jacket, which we want to do on. So that's 2017. Very, very ambitious. Uh, <laughs> but it's, ha- it's happening. And then, um, like in 2018 it looks like andy might be um uh moving back moving here um he lives in utah by the way and so we're gonna we're probably we're looking we'll probably have a brick and mortar maybe storefront downtown cincinnati just a small storefront and and keep like design in the back and warehousing in the back and just kind of like build an office and get an in-house like um you know, graphic does kind of build out the company. So the idea is just kind of like where we are right now, where we're, we're we're all working remotely and, uh, you know, we're kind of this scrappy maverick kind of, you know, startup, apparel startup. (laughs) And then, um, you know, 2018, maybe like get a little more grown up, you know, add some, add some people and see if we can kind of like grow, you know, grow the business. And, um, you know, long term, we'd like you know we we want to focus um, as a direct to consumer brand with the majority of our products. We'd like to introduce um, some of our products into retail. Um, you know, if we find a good retail relationship, and those products would probably be the you know like the socks and the underwear. Yeah. And then kind of keep everything else online, um, sell through Amazon. Uh, try and develop some other distribution channels. I'd love to get connected with like a five, four or a trunk club or, um, something, you know, like that at some point where we can, you know, um, be part of that. Um, but yeah, we want to be like, uh, you know, we want to be a big deal. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. You know, we're, we're, uh, competitive. Um, we, we, um, really like the, the feedback that we're getting where um we you know we want to be uh, a fresh face and kind of like a you know kind of a boring space so you yeah know. that's awesome i think that's um that's really exciting and you've got a lot of things on the horizon and i think it's um 
it's really innovative and and it goes to show i think with jumper like you just said like it's a boring it could it's a boring industry but you're making it really exciting and i think that there's so many areas out there that so many people can take advantage of and will take advantage of in the next you know number of years that we'll be seeing things that it used to be very boring i feel like socks used to be very boring and now there's a bunch of companies out there that are really changing um, yeah. changing that industry and making it more exciting um and it goes to in any industry whether it's manufacturing apparel whatever um things are getting really exciting which i i think is a is a cool aspect of, of uh watching how things unfold in in the business world and entrepreneurship um I wanted to ask you, uh, what, what do you think? Yeah, what? I just want to add one more thing sure. like, yeah, on, yeah. onto that. It's like we're um, our our fabric story, our product story. Like I said, is 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 function, feel, breathable, stretch. There isn't fashion in there. <laughs> you know, we're not a fashion brand. We want our stuff. To, we want our products to look good. Clearly, obviously, you know, we want people to feel great wearing them because they look good. But we don't want to be subject to you know, super trendy, you know, seasons, you know, it's like, Oh wow. You know, like, you know, whatever those plaid pants went out, you know, what, you know, like, so we think, we think building a company that way, apparel company that way, um, we have some sustainability. So that hopefully gets us to five, 10 years, you know, where we're not like completely trying to redesign ourselves on, on the whims of, of fashion. Cause I don't even like fashion, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's awesome. Uh, well, what would you say is the best part about running jumper? Uh, building a physical product. Um, the consulting, um, you know, we, I do loans for primarily ho- hotels. So, you know, it's a thankless job. You know, a lot of people are frustrated through the whole process because it's a frustrating process. So, you know, and at the end of the day, it's like, wow, you know, like now we've got these, you know, you make these shirts and people wear them and they're like, Hey, I threw out all my undershirts. You know, <laughs> these shirts are like it, you know, like they're so great and we love them. And it's like, wow, you know, I just, to build a physical product, I think it's, it's probably etched in a lot of people's like DNA where they want to do it. You know, unfortunately I kind of stumbled across an like, idea to, to do it. Um, and you know, I, I don't know. It's like to have something physically made is, is is fun you know so and have your kind of mark on it is is really kind of cool and um and, you know I, like it's it's you know, i feel almost honored to go through this experience so oh without a doubt with without a doubt so i i um i want to thank you for taking the time to uh to chat with me it was really fun getting to know you and and jumper on a more personal level level um but uh, I wanted to ask if uh, a listener wanted to learn more about you guys, keep in touch with what's going on and all the new products that you guys are going to be offering. What's the best way for them to do that? Just email me directly. I'm Daniel at jumperthreads.com and, you know, happy to respond. I, you know, we're, we're at that level where I'm personally responding to everyone. So I'm like watching, you know, everything. So feel, you know, feel free to email me with any questions or feedback. I, I'd absolutely love to hear from you. Awesome. Well, Dan, I appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, it was really a blast. Oh, my pleasure. This really was. So thanks so much, Josh. Anytime. Thank you.
Hey, Ready Daily Podcast listeners, if you enjoyed today's episode, then I would be incredibly appreciative if you could log on to iTunes and leave us a quick review. This really helps us get noticed by other podcast listeners like yourself. And if you know anyone that would benefit from this episode, then please share it along. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Ready Daily Podcast. I'll catch you next week. Thank you.